Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, it's time for that David show. Uh, with Ryan B. Ski, Ryan Booker West. He's the executive producer, but he's basically the co-host. He's working his damn way to that. Uh, I'm Kenneth Davis. I'm your, your host. Follow me at that Davis and follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1. Uh, this is our little uh, Monday morning quarterback. All right. Football in your face. <clears throat> All right. So we basically break down a few games. Of course, we're going to do the local game, which sucked. Uh, but also some of the other games that took place on uh, Football Sunday. So, uh, do you want to lead off with uh, our team, or do you want to say that for later, Ryan? Which one? No, let's get the ugly out of the way first. All right. So, as you know, uh, we went over to our uh, former buddy on this show, co-host uh, Demaz's uh, wonderful place, and enjoyed uh, some social distancing outside to watch the game uh, yesterday, which was definitely fun. Shout out to Demaz for inviting everybody over there. It was definitely a great time. Uh, but, unfortunately, the product as far as the game was not a great game. Uh, it was the um, one of the worst Matt Nagy games that I've seen. You know, I thought the defense, uh, again, situationally played well and forced field goals. Again, 19 points on defense, you know, you should, you should be able to, to win games. And, um, you know, third down, we were four for 14. Uh, th- that, that part there, again, we need to be better. 17 yards rushing on 11 attempts in the first half. Longest run of the game, six yards. So, um, that that's there was really never a rhythm in the game, and then too many penalties. I, I thought you just felt penalties at inopportune times. And now I'm sure it's a, a myriad of reasons involving him playing someone that's used to his system coming from Andy Reid's coaching tree with Frank Wright, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, you know, and these guys are more seasoned than Matt Nagy. Uh, Matt Nagy was only offensive coordinator briefly for Andy Reid, and we still don't even know towards the end of the season or during the playoffs if Andy Reid. A seated uh, play calling back from Matt Nagy. But uh, this game right here to me was Matt Nagy caught in a conundrum and not knowing how to either adapt or uh, stick to the script. And when I mean stick to the script, I mean stick to the fundamentals. Um, they, they did not run the ball. Really, they ran the ball maybe 16 times. We're talking about such a low-scoring game as the Bears had with, um, uh, with the Colts. The Colts only won by the Colts won by eight points, nineteen eleven. But basically, it was uh, it was thirteen three for a large majority of the game. There was no reason for the Bears to 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 get away from the running game. And I'll tell you another thing too. Towards the end of that, well, middle end of that game, there was no reason for the Colts to get away from running the ball. Like if the Colts would have just ran the ball, this game would have been closer to thirty points to eleven. If the, they, the Bears may not have scored eleven because of time of possession. But the Colts getting away from the run, to me, left the Bears when it comes to how many points are on the, on, on the uh, scorecard. It left the scoreboard is what I meant to say. It left the Bears looking like they still had a chance. But we knew from how hard they got punched in their mouth. Because this, this was like you got punched in the teeth. And you after you got hit, you, you, you felt like, ooh, my lip is swelling. You ever get punched and your, your lip hits the, 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 the tooth? And you start, mm-hmm. he's like, that bad boy is swelling up, right? 
And it, their reaction was like, they kept holding their mouth instead of starting to do like this. Right. Like, of course it'd be like, damn, but then you got to start reacting. And uh, to me, um, defense did a good job. I still think there's questions about Chuck Pagano's defense coordinator, but that is not by any means the big issue right here. Um, I still have questions about the Bears running back. I was listening to friend of the show, Lawrence Holmes show. And I really don't try to like jack anything and I'm not because I've always said this about um, David Montgomery. I don't think he has the vision. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think, um, I didn't hear Lawrence say that, but he's basically, Lawrence was saying today that, you know, the bill of goods we were, we were sold on and we haven't seen come to fruition. And I think that's facts when it comes to David Montgomery. I, this year I was hoping he was going to be one of those guys where his, his freshman year, he got thrown in there. And what we was really going to see in the sophomore year was like, yeah, I really got this. And I still don't see it. But again, he's not even the main point because they didn't even run the ball enough in the first place. Um, I said they should bring another running back in. We know Lamar Miller's on the practice squad. They should have another running back in here anyway. It'd be interesting to see how they use him. But Matt Nagy, he got caught in a situation where, one, uh, Nick Foles wasn't necessarily on point. Now, I don't know this. Nick Foles may not have been on point, one, because he hasn't been getting repped with these players, right? And also, these players might not know when they're breaking or – well, let me put it like this. If there are options on the play or on the route is what I should say, they may know that, you know what, Mitch prefers if I go this way instead of, you know, just reading it flat for what it is. Or maybe they are reading it flat for what it is, and it's not the tendency that Nick Foles necessarily has as far as where he would prefer you to go on the play as long as there's no other defender on either way the receiver uh, breaks. You know, but I, I, I think some of it was reps when it comes to Nick Foles. Uh, and I don't think Rick Nick Foles is a world beater by any means, but I definitely think some of it had to do with reps when it comes to Nick Foles. But Matt Nagy, to me, who I've had an affinity for, uh, he he wet the bed uh, with this one. And that th- there was no adaptation uh, when it comes to, okay, this is what the Colts defense is doing. This is what necessarily I need to do better. We all know. I mean, I hate to say Charles Leno had a bad game. And I know offensive line hasn't been bad, but they haven't really played anybody. Like, this has been the best defense that they they basically played. Um, it has. I don't think it's been the best offense. I think Atlanta was the best offense. Atlanta just couldn't stop anything, and then Atlanta crazily abandoned the run too, which was crazy. Go figure. You Atlanta, Hill, right? I know, right? It's it's kind of the calling card. You had Hill and you had uh, Gurley basically killing, and once you had scored that many points, all you had to do was sit there and run the clock out. But I, I do think this was the best defense they faced. And this defense smacked them in the mouth and knew their tendencies from their coach. Also knowing what Nagy wants to do, probably to a certain degree, better than Nagy. If I see a, a, another jet sweep, I see another end in the round, I'm going to not watch another one of these bad boys uh, for the rest of the year. I mean, it's getting to the point where it, it, you're not fooling. Like, he's not fooling. He wasn't fooling anybody with some of this stuff last year. Like, that's the, that's the part where it's like, I thought we were adapting, like, listen, stick to the run. You have to run 25 to 30 times, especially in a close game. Listen, if the Bears go down 30 to zip, and you still got to run it, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying, just to alleviate some of it, give your quarterback a breather. You go down 30 to zip, I understand you being like, man, we're going shotgun. Listen, this this is an air attack. We got to get back in this game. The game was nowhere near like that. You got a guy that this is his first start for your team. Like, I think that's another thing, too, talking about Nick Foles. Because of last week, I think in our heads we think, like, 
yeah, you know, like he started that game. No, this is his first start. That was, that was his first week as far as being the ordained Bears starter for the entire week since he's been here, right? He's been on the practice squad showing looks that the opponent for that upcoming week is going to give the Bears defense. That's what he's been doing. He hasn't been uh, necessarily practicing uh, Matt Nagy's offense, uh, you know, saying all these since training camp ended. So, again, to me, it was a bad, 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 bad Matt Nagy game. Um, and I'm just I'm, – I got love for Matt, but I, I was displeased to say the least with that one. How did you feel watching that game, Rob? I got a quick checklist, and a lot of them are going to be about some of the points that you said. Uh, abandoning the run, Matt Nagy having a horrible day. That was one of my first thoughts at the end of that game. He – Arguably the worst game I've seen from him as Bears head coach. It reminded me of Philly last year when they got absolutely smoked in Philadelphia and it looked absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. You can throw two SIGs on there because that's too worthy. Oh, that was not a SIG, son. Oh, okay. There's no squares. Get your mind out of the gutter after it's watching no... those uh, cigars on Sunday in D's tent. <laughs> no SIGs. Number two, I thought the same thing with Dave Montgomery. I'm like, this guy's just a dude. He really is just a guy. Like, maybe with another back as a tandem, they'd be really good. Maybe. Or with a, a great offensive line. Like, yeah. a, and I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like the Colts offensive line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, See. having that offensive line, Dave Montgomery would look a lot better and he'd look pretty good. But you trade up for a guy you really probably shouldn't have traded up for. Mm-hmm. I also thought the same thing with Chuck Pagano. That man, like, I think the big thing from keeping this defense from being elite might be Chucky. It just might be schematically, they're just kind of too simple, too plain. And I, I just find it so hard to believe, oh, we lost Eddie Goldman, we can't stop the run anymore. And like, they did some things better, but man, you saw the war of attrition right there. Like, that's textbook if a coach wanted to show that in film. This is how, if we run it a lot early and often, they're going to be not able to tackle us here in the third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like to me. The uh, other thing, like Nick Foles, you know, whatever. He looked basically like Mitch, but I thought he was still better than Mitch. He looked and better I than Mitch. He looked yeah. like – listen. You Mitch, saw the inaccuracy yeah. and those little he, things. He, definitely, he can still push the ball. He definitely almost got Robinson killed, all right, which was yes. in that day's crib. And I'm like, whoa, dude, you cannot – do that to him, all right? And he doesn't. Man, that ball came out so late. And he doesn't <laughs> have his bread. Hey, listen, don't do me like that, and I don't have my bread. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I listen, if it's fresh, right. ink, if it's fresh ink on there, slash Tariq Cohen, yeah, all right. right. You know, but the, the the ink is dried. You know what I'm saying? The money's basically in the bank, but you can't leave me out there like that. And I'm trying to get this. This could be my last really big check. Check this. This is probably Allen Robinson's last. Huge check, check. Like, if this is for another four years, yeah, he'll get more money. But as far as being a, a, a second tier, top, I would say top second tier receiver, he's not look. He's not going to probably be able to get that. I mean, again, and that, I don't know if the Bears are going to sign him, but whoever signs him, he's going to get a decent amount of money. But yeah, you're right. That one, he didn't look right. You know, uh, Champ uh, Joe was over there, and he was talking about the Harris break up the off the left seam by the end zone. And he went left, he went right instead of left. And it was a terrible, inaccurate pass by Foles. And the thing that he brought up, and he played uh, cornerback for Butler, 
was that it was probably an option route from how outside folds through the ball, like at the top of that tree that he was supposed to break. He had the option to break left or right. You know what I'm saying? And he broke in left or whatever, which may not be right or whatever, but it made a lot of sense. Uh, but again, that goes to reps and familiarity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, to piggyback off that, there was a play, I forgot when exactly, but Nick Foles came to the line, he killed it, and then David Montgomery went out for a pass. Oh, I totally saw it. He thought he was behind he him. thought he was going to hand it off. Like, right. clearly Nick right. is behind in this playbook. You saw right. many examples of that. So I completely buy that theory that Joe has. But, you know, another thing I thought of real quick with this Bears game, I actually thought of D because of Philip Rivers, because of how much we buried him. He brought him, him up. He would always say. He was like, I said he should be this. Listen, <laughs> he would be getting killed by this offensive. I agree, but hold on. Uh-huh. What made me, it, it was this like, this like line of events of thinking. It was like, D, oh man, Philip Rivers, he must be talking about how he likes Philip Rivers. Man, maybe he was better to get than whatever. Maybe not, but you know what? Ryan Pace compared to Chris Ballard hasn't done shit. Oh, wait a minute. Let, look at this team. Chris Ballard has built a winner, a legit playoff team, in what, half the time that Ryan Pace has? After his, his quarterback winner? retired, early retired on him? Right. Andrew Luck. You ever heard of him? Right. My goodness. Early and he's re- still building a playoff team. Right. And, uh, like, uh, Ryan Pace, we're short at running back. There's no number two wide receiver. You got Anthony Miller dropping it into interceptions it's, every it's week. Over. It's, it's that over. That tight end room is is garbage. He loves Chuck Leno. Like I just kept thinking of all these thoughts. Like, man, Ryan Pace is terrible. Dude, all right. I think I like the tight ends room. I like the tight end room. Like I told you, and you had hate for it at the beginning of the season. Um, I think, and this enough. This goes to me. This goes back to Matt Nagy. You're underutilizing this tight end for everyone. And again, if you're if you were upset about the money with with, uh, with with Jimmy Graham, okay. But see, the thing is, we don't know what another team was offering them as far as bringing in Jimmy Graham with a better situation. So it made the money could have been similar, but they could have been another team could have been on a precipice. Like, dude, we need you to be our second tight end. We're in the championship. When like we're on the championship, not a Bears coming off of eight and eight uh, disappointing season, right? And even though he got to stay in the division since he was playing for the Pack. Oh, Jimmy, Brand, Jimmy Graham is better than what we expected. All we kept hearing was, man, if we really had a U tight end, man, if we really had a U, then use your U, all right? Like, take it yeah. of having your U. You have more options than just Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and uh, Anthony Miller. You you have a U tight end, and then you have your inline blocker that who, who also get out with with um, uh, with, with, with of Cole Komet. And again, I understand Cole Komet is a rookie, and he may not be ready to set up and know the playbook, even though, you know, the, the, what we're hearing uh, in training camp was that he was getting acclimated to the play, playbook uh, really quick to be a rookie. Seamlessly. Yeah, and went to a smart person school at ND. You know what I'm saying? You can't be an idiot necessarily and get in there as a football player for the most part. So, again, you're not – you listen, either you're not using it, you don't know how to use it, or when you're playing with someone – who has an inkling about what you're trying to do, you don't know how to adapt and come up with different ways of how to use it. And that's all falls on Nagy. And again, I got love for Matt Nagy, but that that was a terrible Matt Nagy game. I mean, terrible, horrible, all right? like, And I am officially jumped off the Ryan Pace boat. I'm on the edge with Matt Nagy boat. Whoa, 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 whoa. The boat is always Ryan Pace. Because Ryan, listen, you brought up David Montgomery. 
right? Like so, he also gave up the trade capital to where you may have been able to get you a running back in the bottom of the first, a good, a better running back in the bottom of the first. You get he brought you Mitch, he bought you Leonard Fournette, he bought you White, like Lloyd. He exactly like if we go through if he if even the guys that we're saying the first round picks, let's say he went half and half. And also, I'll tell you this: Am I saying he's a bust? I'm not feeling Roquan Smith. I'm just being honest with right. you. That, I think he's a solid inside linebacker, not a top ten draft. That's all I'm saying. For it, listen, he better be an edge rusher, or he better be a weak side linebacker. Yeah, Patrick Willis. I'm gonna say in a regular cover two, where we're funneling everything his way. So he better be a tackling machine. But as we're talking about interior linebackers in a three four, a, a primary three four, even though we basically know you're in a you're in a nickel and everything yourself packages a lot, but still. He's supposed to be your. He's supposed to be a killer. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not seeing a killer. And this is another key point. He's supposed to be like a beast in coverage. That we were sold that you know what he can do everything. But man, in this new NFL with all this passing, and again, he's good, but he's not great. Um, Eddie Jackson, he's really good. Sometimes he's not great. I'll tell you this: Kafula is killing this year. All right. Cal Fuller, and we know every cornerback gets beat. The best corner's actually playing, all right? Right. A rookie. Oh, Kyle Fuller, the last really good offensive – or the last good first-round pick. Yeah. Phil Embry, not yeah. right base. Yeah, but, but look, Cal, Cal Fuller – dude, that – listen, if Cal Fuller didn't hit the heels of, of Hines – Hines is in the end zone right now while we're talking, right? Like, and that's, I'm just, I'm not even talking about the coverage plays that Cal Fuller did. I'm talking, and I know he he sat there and he had a, he had a bad penalty or two, but I'm talking about Cal Fuller is out there. We heard his train, but Cal, Cal Fuller is out there balling, man. Yeah, he is. And, and, and uh, Jalen Johnson. If you don't think so, you ain't watching. Right. And Jalen Johnson, to be a rookie, is playing very, very well to be a rookie. And you're the. No preseason abbreviated training camp. Great point. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think Eddie Jackson is playing terrible. And listen, Gibson played better. I don't trust Gibson. He had a better game this this game than the last game. So I, I think the DBs are playing playing straight, but I don't know what you're getting from your interior linebackers. Your edge rush. Do we have one? And do people, people I, think... Stop me if I'm wrong, but I thought if we have Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks healthy at the same time, we'd have a consistent pass rush. Not if you don't have Eddie Goldman pushing that pocket. Listen, now, man. And apparently having another guy on the edge doesn't matter and Robert Quinn. Right. Dude, you – it made no sense, right, when, when, when Eddie Goldman decided that he was not going to play, you had to do something to get a C-plus player into that position. Now, I don't know if that's Jenkins with the age that he had at this point. I think you could have got he's way in here. It should have been someone else that you brought in here. Um, dude, you need, I don't even care if he can. He, I mean, most of the times you're not getting – people aren't Aaron Donald, and we're not even looking for Aaron Donald. You're looking for a guy to take on two uh, from that nose tackle position primarily in the 3-4. Uh, and if you listen, if he can penetrate and push the pocket, it's even it's even it's gravy. Um, but you needed to do that for this defense because that's what you keep. That's why the run, the running they're, they're running through. But, there's nobody covering and helping those two inside linebackers, but those two inside linebackers should still be playing better than this. The only thing I I'd argue to you because you're completely right. That's Ryan Pace's mo every mm-hmm. year. Let's go into the season short somewhere, somewhere that it's obvious that this is going to be a problem. 
like the only reason I'm, I'm starting to believe 2018 worked out is because their obvious need, which was edge rusher, that was supposed to be Leonard Floyd's coming out here. They got Khalil Mack. Right. But then what was the problem the next year? What was the problem the next year? He's always left his team short. We knew going into this year, yo, you got to rework those trenches on offensive, the offensive side of the ball. He didn't really do anything except sign Jermaine Effetti, which was a good pickup, but it was. that's a guard. You had mm-hmm. tackle problems. How do you solve your tackle problems if you don't bring in more tackles? What you said, and then, tackle- you, like you just said, Eddie Goldman gone. Why aren't you bringing in somebody that really can be a nose tackle uh, instead of let's move Bilal Nichols over? To, and, listen, and listen, you're hurting Bilal Nichols doing that. For, right. I, you wonder, what is, what's he going to look back, look like moving back to the five technique with this little bit of belly fat he had to put on and try to play this position? And you know it's not good weight because he ain't find out till what? Uh, June, July? Yeah, July. He wasn't playing, preparing this whole offseason. I meant from last uh, winter to play nose tackle, right? Think about, think about, think about this. Think about what Bilal Nichols was doing to prepare. I'm sure he was getting in shape, uh, toning up, getting ready, looking at playing a five technique, but he's, he's kind of a hybrid with the five technique a little because he's not, he's not one of these guys that's like uh, uh, Akeem Hicks this is all power, or even uh, Roy Robinson-Harris, who's, who's power and, you know, tall as you know what. He's kind of a guy that's got power, but also trying to use, trying to slip and use speed, too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, kind of like a guy that I would say would probably play the two technique if you were in a, a – if you had a four-down lineman. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would be the guy that – he's trying to shoot the gap more than trying to take on the blocks for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Um, and now you put this little belly fat on them and you're like, man, you better, you got to hold, you got to hold the fort and sit there and, and set it. And it's like, dude, that's not, that's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like how, uh, before Lovey got here, they put all that weight on Alex Brown, you know what I'm saying? Cause they was looking for their edge, the guys on the edge to be stout on the run rather than them being guys that are getting up trying to get to the quarterback. And then when Lovey got here, it was like, nah, sure. You got to lose that weight that they told you to put on. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the same way when you look at Bilal Nichols, what you're asking him to do. And all you had to do, dude, I wouldn't have been mad for you send a third rounder for somebody's uh, old ass. Uh, you sent a fourth rounder and $20 million for Nick Foles. Go right. ahead and send it. You if love is, sending them. If this season was what it was supposed to be. So, uh, listen, and, and the fact, and I'm not saying that Snack Harrison is the end-all, be-all, but you should have had him in the building. I mean, you shouldn't even – I don't mean to have him in the building. You should have had him signed when you, you were 3-0, and too. Like, so this wasn't a thing where you guys are like 1-3 and three right now. I'm saying that as of today when they're 3-1. and one. One and three. Even though they should be. Yeah, but, hey, they're not. They're not. They're not. You know what? At the end of the year, depending on how the season ends – People aren't going to remember it that way because last year wasn't an eight and eight season. I mean, we we looked at that Dallas game like, man, this is this is a giveaway game. Anyway, yeah, it was a seven win season at that, but still, when the record is shown, Matt Nagy still hasn't had a losing season. Yet. Well, guess what? This is my prediction. First quarter, as Lovey Smith would say, a plus. We knew it would be with the Lions and Giants. This second quarter, they're going to show their ass, and they are going to be who we think they are or who we thought they were a la Denny Green, rest in peace. So starting with this Buccaneers team, we'll talk about it on Nance Davis show. Man, they are going to show their ass to us, and I hope ownership is watching and listening. I think it's still early if you think anybody's really on the hot seat after this season. They will have to have a cataclysmic collapse. Hey, what if, what if you get embarrassed 
against the Buccaneers, and you have a few more embarrassing shows, and then you finish like oh, six and ten. Oh, you're in some trouble. But see, the thing is, I'll say this much. They still, and I know it's now two years away, they still had that 12-4 season. See, like the thing with like Phil Emery and, and Tressman, it's like they were average the first season and then the second. So they went from eight, because they weren't eight and eight that first year, right? Tressman's first year? Did they, uh, I think they went nine and seven. They went nine with and the seven? Packers, but okay. the Packers won the division because of the, or they went eight and eight and could have won. Eight and eight. I think they went eight and eight that year. And so, and the offense looked better. So we were like, okay. But remember, they started, they, they took all the money off the defense and tried to put it on the offense with Jay Cutler, who you can't trust. Uh, I don't care what you say. Just, yeah, but the only thing I would say to that is they gave Pace four years to rebuild. That wasn't rebuilding with Trestman and Emery. They were supposed to win now. I'm not arguing. I'm just still telling you that they brought some equity with that first season of Matt Nagy. That's all I'm saying. They bought some equity. You know what I'm saying? They did. Man, that equity has got to – like, I get why Matt Nagy has equity. I don't I don't understand. If Ryan Pace one winning season in seven, if they don't win this year, like, come on. What are we talking well, about here? Well, you got to look at it as two not losing seasons in seven. No, you either have a winning season or a losing season. Eight and eight is nothing. That's I don't see. I don't see. It. See, I think also they look at the fact of it's always like this when you're getting rid of a general manager and not a head coach because you know the next general manager is going to replace him unless you find somebody that Matt Nagy has some connection to. But also, to be honest with you, and I hate to say that, Matt Nagy is teetering on he can go with Ryan Pace if he doesn't improve. Uh, his play calling this year. Oh, yeah. Because he's not special. I mean, if he's not special, there's no reason to hold on to him if he's not special. He's supposed to be an offensive guru. Three points through basically all that game until garbage time against a legitimate playoff team. Like, that's, that's okay when you're on the upswing of a rebuild. That's not okay when you go 12 and four and you're trying to get back to being a Super Bowl contender. Right. That was that dude. It was, um, that was a terrible Bears game. I mean, that was especially because the score looked like – and at points point, it was like, you know what the Bears can do? You know, the fourth quarter, maybe they, they got a chance. But they were getting smashed in their face so much you knew that that score really didn't tell the truth about the story. It wasn't telling the, to, the, to, the total story in its totality. Um, man, that was – It's only because there's talent on that defense. That's it. it. Yeah, I was, I was about to say the defense played well. But the knocks on Chuck Pagano is I don't know if he can accentuate their strengths is the problem with Chuck Pagano. Right. I don't know if he can accentuate their strengths. But I will say this. With the fact that they weren't scoring, it puts you back in Mitchville as far as Chuck's quote-unquote strength of sending the kitchen sink or exotic blitz. Let me know. Because sending the kitchen sink is cheap. Because you're just like, I'm just sending everybody. But a guy that's supposed to have exotic blitzes and – if you're still worried about if I send some guys and we get beat and we're already, we can't score and we're only down by 10 and we can't score. If I do something and we're down by 20, I mean, we're, yeah, we're down by uh, 17. Man, we're really in some trouble. Right. So to, the, there's some questions to me as far as uh, Chuck, Chuck Magano as a defensive coordinator of this team. Um, it's, it just is, man. Cause I mean, and even in some ways what makes it worse is that's where so much money is on this on this football team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's aging. Yeah, and so you got all this money on there on that defensive side, and it doesn't seem like you have someone who can fully take advantage 
of the talents that those players have on that defensive side. It's not that the defense hasn't been playing well, but they're not playing to the level that we would think. But again, you're on all, you're outside. You I mean you're you're on the field a lot when your team's getting right. in and outs. You know, saying you're tired, you're getting exposed. So it's not all on Chuck Pagano. The office and their head coach are leaving them out there bad too. I mean, when you hold the team under 20, what else can you expect? Right. I mean, to say the least. So, uh, again, I think the defense had a good game, but I think I think the defense can play even better than It's next. still a letdown, even though it was a good game. I, I totally agree. So where do you want to go next? Who do you want to go with? Uh, also, Oh, Dallas. I want to go Dallas. As Ryan mentioned on Wednesdays, uh, that Davis show, we're definitely going to preview uh, Bears versus the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, in which will be a bludgeoning. To uh, say the least, if, if Phil Rivers got you like that, imagine what Tampa, what what, what Tom Brady's gonna do. All right, like, oh my goodness, listen, that defense better be special. You better get two pick sixes if you're gonna try to stop to if you're trying For to stop. real. Listen, you better hope, and I I don't want to put this on anybody. You better hope that ankle by Mike Evans is stiff and that good uh, guy one is still in uh uh, uh what's the name concussion protocol because you guys are gonna have a long day. Right there. Can any defenders go on injury for the Bears' offense? That's what they really mean. Yeah, great point. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was watching that Dallas-Cleveland game, and I couldn't help but laugh because I love when Dallas, the overrated Cowboys, get picked by everybody. Then here we go. I'm about to blow the roof off the Fox Studios about my Dallas Cowboys that are not mine anymore because I am D-O-N-E done. And I wanted to send how they were going to get smoked again, but I did better because I knew I'd get it from you. And except for what, a couple second halves? Like they're the Bears they're terrible in the first half. They can't score anything. This defense is not like the Bears because they're trash. Yeah, like they have, it's they really have, their defense, though, right? They can't, right, it is. It's but really even their that defense. Offense, that offense isn't scoring until the second half. Okay. And who's the head coach? And I know. Right. I know that uh, people were picking them to go to the Super Bowl. They, they did that last way. You know, you if you listen, the same it is that picked them last year to go to the Super Bowl had them at least making the playoffs this year. And common sense tells you to stay away from the Cowboys unless, like me, you take Dak to be your quarterback. And I don't even trust Dak, but I knew they was gonna, he was going to put up some points this year. Garbage time or not, out of four games. Oh, the Matt Stafford of I the think, NFC. Dude, three of these games, he's put up 40 points for me. And I, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do crazy. I'm gonna take Dak. Right? <laughs> hey, listen, and now listen. This is my, this is my, this is my thought process, Ryan. They're gonna be bad, but guess what? They're gonna score that. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Do He's gonna air. throw enough interceptions that yeah. garbage time is gonna be air it out, baby. Matt Stafford all over. So uh, yeah, I think the Matt Stafford analogy is pretty good. Um, listen, but also look at the way that the Browns and uh, this is Stefanski being wise enough to sit there. And not just go let Baker do Baker and how to treat. Hey, Hub's guy is on your ass right now. Right. Baker's he's flying up the chain. Josh Allen is still doing his thing. Yes, he is. See me but and Josh if he, Allen. If he goes south at all, Baker's whatever. right back in the Listen, race. Listen, ja- Baker, dude, Baker got a Super Bowl talent on both sides of the ball, basically around him, like especially on offense. On offense, and I know that uh, uh, Nick Chubb went out. 
and it's going to be gone for at least a few weeks with the MCL. But they, they, they right behind them. Man, that looks scary, by the way. Right, they might like, here goes Kareem Hunt. Oh, and Nick Chubb's out. Here goes Kareem Hunt. Guess what Kareem Hunt just did? Kareem Hunt got in the game and just killed yeah. dudes. They got 300 yards rushing as a team. Oh, come that on. Johnson Let's, kid comes in and starts running all over the place. Even when people sit there, and I had to say this today on Sean and Maya's show, um, Man, Khalil Max is getting held. And I think Khalil Max gets held a lot. You don't think Miles Garrett get held? Well, you know what Miles Garrett do? F him up. Right? Like, right. He, like you still got to do, like, you don't think Khalil Max was getting held in 2018 when, when he was sitting there playing for the Bears? Dude, right. some of this is you got to be special again. You know what I'm saying? But getting back to this Browns team, dog, they got all this talent on this team. But listen, they brought in a head coach that knew to pull Baker back. You know what I'm saying? Like the pass from Landry to Odell Beckham, you know what I'm saying? To just, just to get the points on the board. Because if we get enough points, then we can kind of start letting Baker do his thing but still stick to the run game. But this all just like let Baker as his playmaker and let him do his thing, they've come to the realization that that's not the quarterback that they drafted. Which, again, is smart. Yeah. I don't right now he's doing these, that. I don't trust either one of these teams, really. When uh, No, but – Cleveland at least makes some sense to me because Baker's playing like Baker Mayfield in 2018. Mm-hmm. This Cowboys team, they're, they're the same as ever. They lose big games. They don't score early. They only make it close at the end. And that defense, like without, I guess, Sean Lee and Leighton Vander Esch, oh, yeah, I mean, you just really, file them. That's, that's really what it is, right? That, I mean, that's the only thing that's missing. What's different? The defense was bad last year. Hey, there's a lot of money on that defense. You know, it, it is. It, but the defense, the, the linebackers was, were exposed last year. Vanderish and uh, Smith were exposed last year. Yeah, After Smith. all that hype in 2018 about, man, look at these linebackers. They were exposed last year. But I'll say this. I'll say this. I have more faith still in the Cowboys making the playoffs in the Browns. Oh, well, that's unfair. They're in a terrible division. That's, a, that's my entire <laughs> point. That you got. You that got, is not fair. You got, listen, you sit there, you still have the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you can still lose a game to Joe Burrow's Bengals. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, aren't the Cowboys tied for second right now at one and three? Yes, but what's what? what is their payroll compared to these other teams? I'm with you, dude. I'm like the Eagles probably have a steady payroll, but my God, they're in first place. <laughs> Look, but they're one, two, and one, though, Ryan, in first place. How sorry. Hey, hey, they beat them last year when their sorry asses shouldn't even have won that division. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I'm still going to say, that I have more faith because how sorry, as you mentioned, that division is that the Cowboys may make the playoffs than necessarily the Browns because the Browns are in a tough division. And at one point, down to the point where you can't trick play, help trick play Baker into uh, being successful. He's going to have dirty pulls, sir. Dirty pull. <laughs> He's going to have to play from the pocket. So I just want to put that out there as far as me. But I mean, uh, looking at that game, uh, man, I, listen, they were up 31. Had put up 31 points in the first half, speaking of the Browns, which is just like, whoa. But even think about that. They and put, how much do the Cowboys have? 10? They, they, yeah, they probably about, but listen, they finished with 30. And listen, they finished with 30. I know it was garbage time. I'm not. Hey, it's great when you gonna, score 30 and lose, right? Yeah, it's better than when you score 11. Hey, three and one, right? It's better than when you score. Would I, you rather be three and one or one and three? Three and one. Three and one. Easy. What, what other game you got? 
I got listen. The game that I have are the Giants, the Rams versus the Giants, and uh, I think everyone. Can I ask you a quick Bears question? Or Giants versus Rams? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Would Sean McVay have only scored eleven if he was the Bears head coach? No, nah, man, Mitch would be Mitch would still be playing if Sean McVay was the head coach because Sean McVay would have figured out a way to make it work. Oh, what was your what's your point with the Giants? I agree. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, listen, the Rams, they only scored 17 points, but Sean McVay, getting to what you just mentioned, Sean McVay has been getting his work done. Sean McVay, what a guy that he did not draft, came there and fixed, guy got expo- gave him too much money, guy got exposed, got the guy back into the rhythm that he needs to get into, and I'm talking about Jared Goff or whatever, and they've been playing better than this. They only got 17 points. But the real taker from this game was one that hit. What that? First of all, he blew through a defender that was blocking him, Jalen Ramsey, and then exploded and power drive his former uh, uh, play brother in Golden Tate. <laughs> and it's not funny because I remember Golden Tate last season basically being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see him for basics." Anybody doesn't know uh, 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 Jalen Ramsey has two children with Golden Tate's sister. And basically when, uh, and I think Jalen may be married now. I know he's moved on to another relationship. But Golden Tate took that as a big brother a certain kind of way. And these guys got to fisticuffs out after the game. But the added to have things going on, um, life intermingling outside of that, and Golden Tate feeling like Jalen Ramsey has disrespected his sister and vice versa um, on, on that front, it's just crazy to see. And it's just one of those. Yeah, waiting for him outside the locker. Waiting for this, Jalen Ramsey was waiting for him outside the locker room. Uh, Judge, the head coach of the Giants, said that he basically is confirmed that Jalen Ramsey was the first person to throw a punch, and that Golden Tate was just defending himself. But guess Joe what? Judge. I'll say this much though: for Golden wait, was that the judge's ruling? Right, he was like clap, clap, clap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll say this: much. Golden Tate was he was seeking that smoke. He said he wanted the smoke. Like, oh yeah, we. There's going to be some... You can't keep calling a man out, right? You call him like, man, I'm going to run up on him. I'm gonna, guess what I'm going to do? Guess what I'm going to do? And you see that man, and you think... And then, let alone you're receiving a head DB that's bigger than you, right? I mean, so he's hitting people all the time. I know you may be good. We know that Golden Tate is good with, 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 his, with his hands from his times in Seattle, uh, if, if I can remember. But still, you, you run up on Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey wanted that smoke back, and he, he gave it to you, Golden Tate. Listen... I'm with you. I don't know what that man did to that man's sister as far as... Uh, well, I know what he did to her because they got two kids. Oh, boy. I don't know what, <laughs> le- what, what, what led to that relationship uh, going away or whatever. And, I mean, I, I hate to just joke about it, but it, that was... Int- that was Listen, that was interesting. We knew the funny thing was, Joe Judge, they kept asking him, did you talk to him before the game about what the type of game is going to be? And Joe Judge was like, we talked to all the players about how the game's going to be. Basically, like, we told Golden, that this issue was going to happen, right? And it happened. So that was one of the highlights of Sunday when it was a domestic dispute on the football field, uh, to say the least, uh, for me. I know, I'm petty like that. Uh, my next game was the uh, noon game on CBS here locally in Chicago, the Buccaneers and the Chargers. little preview of Thursday night, and boy, that preview was there about to hand the Bears their ass. Man, hold on, hold on before you get started. I'm sorry, sir. There's one thing that I I need to get off. Get off. Chuck Leno, that 
large human being that can't stop anybody in front of them, especially if they are too fast. This defense is crazy fast, might be the fastest in the league, and Todd Bowles is about to light his ass up. Mm. I am going to be so done with Charles Leno, I feel like, after Thursday. But Buccaneers win, close one, 38-31. Tom Brady threw a pick six, if that gives you any solace. But, man, he looked oh, that pretty pick six damn was good. Er- Listen, that pick six was early. It was early. After that, it was all Brady. And that's with Mike Evans going out on a bum ankle and coming back and getting a touchdown and also getting more yak. Uh, man, listen. First of all, you talk about Chuck. Well, Chuck Leno, well, Charles Leno was a guy. Was Charles Leno got a proposed old girl, and we came to find out on social media she was uh, running around with some hate in her heart for the for the nation. Was that Charles? Leno? I think it was Charles Leno. What Bobby Matt? Like, he definitely proposed to the girl. Yeah, it was, it was, Chuck, it was Charles Leno. It was Charles Leno. It was Charles Leno. Oh, it was hate. Shuddy was only talking about stuff she had no business talking about. She thought she was at the cookout. It seemed like a Ooh. cookout approved. Uh, Bobby, I wonder if they're still together. Bobby, yeah, you know, yeah, he attack whatever. Bobby Massey uh, <laughs> not playing as not playing as bad uh, as as Charles Leno. I want to also I want to spring that up to you during the Bears discussion. And he's more useful because he's an actual good run blocker. That's what I was just about Charles to say. Leno. He can definitely get out uh, with Charles Leno with those uh, 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 birthing hips uh, that he has. But listen, you know the thing that I want to say, and I feel sorry for this person. Man, dude, I feel sorry for Tyrod Taylor, right? Because Shuddy was at least going to get about three games before he was going to get sent to the bitch for just that. Or his lung was punctured by that idiot. I mean, dude, I'd rather just lose and get than your cousin coming in here puncturing my lung and saying he's the doctor with the switch and the bait and switch. But dude, and then Justin Herbert, this quarterback, everyone thought was going to be a bust, just lights it up. Dude, all this Oregon. You didn't play behind. You didn't. You was playing in the shotgun. You wasn't playing in no pro style behind the offensive, uh, behind the center. Dude, Justin Herbert has been balling to be a guy that wasn't getting reps like that because he wasn't the starter. And he came from a system that you have to adapt to when you get into the, in the NFL. He's been playing really well. Uh, I mean, listen, he stared down Tom Brady and was the only lost by seven points um, with less talent on his offense than what Tom Brady has. Uh, but Brady man look good. Um, I still don't think – I still feel like Brady made a mistake. And it may have been in New England. It may have been Belichick. Um, I don't feel like Belichick made a mistake, though. But I feel like Brady made a mistake in that stand because I don't think it's going to end up – as far as winning the Super Bowl, I don't think it's going to work. Because I'll tell you this, too. I, we start seeing a little bit, not as much – but a little bit of Drew Brees, and you know what I mean, for two years, and we've been saying this for a, few, a couple of years, with Drew Brees, he tires out. He's Listen, he's, he's tuckered out right now, right? But I feel like there is going to be irrational optimism because this is a bit of Michael Jordan's first 30-point game with the Wizards, and it's like, oh, maybe he's still got it. No, he doesn't. And so I, that's, that's my take on it. And maybe I'll end up being the biggest yeah. Tom Brady hater in the world, but I don't think we're going to see anything close to this moving forward in the season, Wilds. But I'm yeah, t- can he be tired after throwing six touchdown passes and has to play the Bears four days later? Oh man, my heart! Come on, he's got to need a full week, right? I'm sc- Giselle. Can you see him massage this? This is a winning shoulder right here. Uh, yeah, he's going. They're going to kill the Bears. We'll do that on the next episode. We'll do the preview of Bucks versus Bears. Uh, but, yeah, this game was definitely a good game, especially when you look at two. I mean, they got a lot of talent on the Buccaneers offense. But Leonard Fournette is out. Chris Evans was hurt during parts of the game. I, they lost O.J. Howard, too, in this game. Um, 
So and you, he's done for the year, I believe. Yeah. So you got a lot. You got a lot of guys. Listen, they're lucky they got they had three nice tight ends because this was the first game that uh, Tom Brady actually found Cameron Brake because Tom I think that may have been the, his first TD or his second TD he throw like on a slant and Cameron Brake uh, uh, broke down to catch it low. It was a well thrown ball that shielding off the defender. But uh, yeah, this listen the Bucks defense the Bucks the Bucks. I I will say this. They are the best team in the NFC South, and I would pick them to win the NFC South, even though we still have to see uh, how well the Saints play when Mike Thomas is back. I mean, they played a, a losing Lions team, but Drew Brees definitely looked good in the passing game with his receivers. But Emmanuel Sam, like Drew Brees looked a lot better with this game, but it was against the Lions. But still, uh, the Bucks look the Bucks look good, but I don't I don't think they look Super Bowl good. Is what I was trying to get to as far as Tom Brady leaving uh, Bill Belichick and going down there. I don't think they're Super Bowl good, but I'll say this too to help Tom Brady. I don't know if Tom Brady was on that 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 Pats team if they would have played as well as they've been playing under Cam since Cam has feet. And it's allowed them to play in a different way because you have an, you, like you have another runner, and you also have to have a spy on Cam. So that's another guy that's that's in the defense can't be in coverage. Where with Brady, you knew he's not running. You know, like we can all we can all play back because he's not running anywhere basically. But with Cam and Cam mm. being outside of COVID, being seemingly healthy with no no issue with his foot or his shoulder, it's giving Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels a whole a whole different way to necessarily go out there and coach their team. And their their opponents haven't been used to seeing them coaching that matter. Another guy the Bears did not want to quarterback yeah. their football team. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was that was the real that one and Teddy. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying. For you to be like, because think about it, you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to trade anything to give to get Teddy Bridgewater, and you you would just you would have stretched that contract where it was really just a two year deal. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you said this uh, with Trey Lance. Listen, if the Bears don't get a quarterback this year, and I mean early, then we really know that uh, Ryan Pace is out of his gourd for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, and if you don't make that move to to to, to try to fit, because think about this: if the Bears have a capable quarterback, I mean, and I mean nice, a nice quarterback, we're not. How about Justin Herbert on the Bears right now? It's early though, Ryan. No, I'm just saying you got that type of production capability. Because you know Nick Foles isn't like that. Well, no, this is the thing. I don't know how well Justin Herbert's being coached up. I do think that's part of Justin Herbert, but I also don't know how well he's being coached up. So I'm talking about a guy like Deshaun Watson. Well, I know he wasn't being coached up by Bill O'Brien, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but he still shines through. So, uh, again, so the point that I'm trying to make is if the Bears had a good quarterback, even when we're talking about Chuck Pagano and the defense is, is, is pretty good, but it's not as great as it was because we don't necessarily know if he fits this defense, it wouldn't bother us as much because that good quarterback, listen, with Matt Nagy messing up, you know what that good quarterback would be like, forget that, we're going to do this. Did you see? Hold on. Do you think we'd be upset if we had Sean McVay, Jared Goff, or we knew Jared Goff ain't nothing but this coach is making him into something? I think we we'd would, be happy if Nagy did that with Mitch. Like, we knew Mitch was trash, but Nagy could make him at yeah, least okay. I, to- I totally agree. But that's what we thought we had in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's what we thought we had. We thought we had the same situation, but our guy had feet, and he could be elusive. So even when, compared to Jared Goff, when he was getting stifled by the opposing team's defense, Mitch could take off a run and still move the chain. So it was like, man, Mitch is a little bit sweeter than Jared Goff because you didn't look at Jared Goff as necessarily being athletic. You looked at his counterpart in that draft and Carson Wentz as being that athletic guy that can get it with his feet, but you didn't look at the same with Jared Goff. I do think it would be appeasing to us 
if um if Matt Nagy could do that. But that goes to the point when you're just asking about Justin Herbert. I don't know if Matt Nagy can necessarily get that out of Justin Herbert. I need somebody. Listen, I hate to say that. It's getting to the point. I may need somebody that's Matt Nagy proof, and I I I I, I like Matt Nagy. Oh boy, better than that. But I may need somebody even better than that. These offensive groups. <laughs> better start losing right now for Trevor Lawrence, then. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. You Justin be, Fields, listen. Trevor Lawrence going one and two. So you got to get one or two. I'll tell you this, and it's going to sound terrible. And maybe I'm wrong. And, again, now, now I'm going pie in the sky with this. If the second quarter where the Bears are, are entering right now and they get smoked, like they leave the second quarter and they are, they're basically, uh, uh, what, like four and three? Three? Four and three, basically. Um, dude, you can blow – I don't mean blow up the talent on here, but as far as – because, like, like, if you get that quarterback see the, with the, you, you get that quarterback in here, go ahead and get that quarterback and let's, let's turn it over. I would say that. But then you're bringing in a new head coach. You're bringing in a new GM. Um, everything's going to be a lot of tor- turmoil. But these guys are getting to the point, depending on how this season plays out, they haven't proven to us enough that they deserve to really be here. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and it's this, this ball. Well, why doesn't uh, ownership just say, you know what? Why don't you lose everything? We won't fire you because even you can't mess up drafting Trevor Lawrence. And then we'll go from there. But you know what? This is the crazy part to what you're saying. It would make the most sense to do it this season. You know why? Even though the fact that Bears season tickets are sold out, so those games, even like let's just say if we were tanking and we know when it gets cold, people stop showing up and they start to give their tickets to their friends or whatever. But even with that, you don't have to worry about losing concessions and parking as far as the amount of money you would lose because there's nobody in the stands. So if there was a time where it may be uh, beneficial for you to sit there and be like, you know, and again, this is after they suck real bad. We're not talking about right now this year. But if this year started to turn to, you know what? You guys ain't shit. It really starts to turn into that. That, yeah, it makes sense to get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or, like we talk about, uh, uh, Trey Lance. Um, but you need to shoot higher, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, you need to shoot higher. So even though, like, me and you have been Trey Lance guys, you got to shoot for those top guys. And if you fall to Trey Lance, you fall to him. And, again, it, it, it's kind of sad that we're even going there because it's, we're only – Going into the fifth Look at this. Season. We're uh, we're so upset we got derailed from national talk because we hate this Bears situation so much. Because it's been some stress. Listen, to go from what we did in Chicago from our baseball teams losing in the wild card series to, to go to this Bears game where at least we was like, okay, uh, new Nick up in here, we're going to see – look, we're going to score 20. Like, that's at least we was like, we're going to score about 20 points up in here. We, all right, it's going to be a little different. And it was, dude, it's the third, and we got three points on this door? It's just, dude, it's, it's disheartening. And it, it just what? was ineptitude. I'm with you. Why don't you uh, make us all happy with your burning of Bill O'Brien at the stake? That'll, that'll, be, uh, that'll be a nice little transition right there. Right. Hey, how about Deshaun Watson, the other guy we didn't draft? So the, the Vikings beat... Uh, the, te- the Vikings did us all. If you love Deshaun Watson and his gold chains um, and his brown eyes, the Vikings did you a favor. Uh, if you don't know, the Texans have fired their general manager and head coach. Let me say that again. Their general manager. Whatever he did, I don't know, coaching Penn State for a few years was that good. Well, I'm like, boy, you, you a stout stout. You know what I'm saying? You proficient in player personnel. But their general manager 
and their 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 head coach Bill O'Brien. Deshaun Watson has won. He got his contract. Now he'll hopefully he'll get his coach Romeo Cornell, uh, the former defensive coach for the um, the Patriots, and also it was parts one time head coach of the, the, the KC Chiefs before uh, Andy Reid got there. Failed failed a head coach is going to be the interim coach moving forward. And I think we both had the same reaction, Mike. Holy crap. I mean, it was stunning uh, and, and not stunning at the same time. I mean, it's a guy that went 52 and 48. He was planning to take over the play calling duties again next week. And that's obviously not going to happen. It might have been a little more fun if he'd either been fired as GM or fired as head coach. But he was obviously fired as both. And Romeo Cornell is now going to step in to a former head coach and be the head coach the rest of the season. But this is a bad ball club. Uh, you look at the fact that he traded Javion Clowney. He traded uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he got nothing basically back. He brought in Larry, Larry uh, Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills and gave up uh, the farm for him. And Larry Tunsil hasn't even proven that he is a perennially good left tackle. I'm not even asking for great, but perennially good. Uh, the thing to me, the Deshaun Watson thing was personal. And in business, man, when you got a, a guy that's elite like Deshaun Watson, as long as he's not robbing little kids for their candy and smacking up people, you need to let that man go out there. Not do- using the switch? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to let that man, I don't care if, you know, I mean, the rumors that he told Deshaun Watson, instead of rumors, allegedly, that he shouldn't have his, his baby mamas around the facility or whatever. Listen, you need, that's you, that's you Bill O'Brien. Like, now, if that's, if that's against your religion and all that, you need to pocket that. When you entered into this business, some of that you have to leave at the door. I'm not telling you to, to leave your morals as far as right and wrong, but as far as if that man isn't doing anything wrong. Don't worry. He coached uh, Big Ten football. He has no morals. Correct. So uh, my thing, the fact that they waited, the fact, listen, I don't understand this. How could management, Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins has been pretty much your best player since Andre uh, Johnson uh, left the team, right? Been your best player through all these lean years, right? You finally got him, Deshaun Watson. Unless you throw in J.J. Watt there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And J.J. Watt. The, 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 the three years J.J. Watt jumped up through two and a half when he was clearly healthy, but you're definitely right. I apologize for that. You're correct. All right. But but offensive player. Let me go with offensive player there. And you give him a quarterback. They have a connection. Your offensive head coach has no scheme to get these guys open. I'm not just talking about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who isn't a speed merchant. He's a hands guy. Uh, but he listen. He doesn't need a, a lot of space necessarily for him to catch that ball. You know what I'm saying? He he doesn't have to get that much space. He's going to come down with those those balls. Your head coach did not help neither DeAndre Hopkins or your quarterback as far as coming up with the scheme that was beneficial towards them. And then he trades DeAndre Hopkins and brings in David Johnson. All right, and 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 brings in Cooks. And you already know Fuller, who will be a free agent after this season. This is his fifth year. Has been injury prone. Why like? It, it, the fact that they allowed the ownership allowed him to dismantle this team in the fashion that he did, it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, like, and I don't know if the ownership had a problem with DeAndre Hopkins, but why would you allow a guy who didn't know what he was doing just because I guess he had a good mouth game as far as how he was chatting you up to dismantle your team and leave you with nothing? Dude, they don't even have a first round pick after they're going to stink this year with no first round pick. Just think about that. And they don't have, yeah. a, I don't think they have a second either. So they're going to sit here and be a bad team and they're not going to gain anything as far as draft capital from it because you let your coach be your general manager when your general manager has to look towards the future while your coach is trying to win today. 
One of the biggest mistakes we know. And, dude, I understand somebody like Jimmy Johnson getting that. I understand Mike Holmgren getting that. I understand even though uh, with, with Beach that Andy Reid basically kind of has that. Look, I, I get that guys can sit there and either, even if they have a general manager in place, it's usually them or definitely Bill Belichick. But, dude, you can't stand Van Gundy this. And listen, at least Stephen Gunny had made it to the finals before Detroit let him be the general manager and the head coach. Bill O'Brien ain't done nothing, never did nothing, has one playoff victory, all right? One playoff victory, and you gave him the, the keys to the whip, and Shorty crashed that bad boy in a ravine. And look, he didn't even call uh, for the tow truck. He just ran off. I found out the next day the car was in a ravine. I'm like, the car's in a ravine? She didn't even call me to tell me the car was in a ravine. He could at least take d- that, baby mama. Right? Just, <laughs> just took off, right, in the middle of the night. Like, dude, Bill O'Brien, boy, listen. Listen, also, I hate to say it, that's, it's the height of privilege, all right? It's the height of privilege that you let Bill O'Brien smoke your team like that. Bill O'Brien somewhere with that money that y'all gave him, like, fuck him. <laughs> no way. I think he's about to uh, lose his shit if he doesn't get a call by somebody tomorrow. Listen, he'll be with the Patriots by next year, if not this year. You know, oh, boy. bring him back. Oh, listen, listen. If what do you think's better, if he goes to the Patriots or goes back to college? He should go back to college. Because he can be, listen, he can be the general manager again. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. He wants to pick the talent. He can pick out all the young men that don't have baby mamas. I love my baby. Hmm. I never let her go. I'd be like, listen, you having some sex? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about Brandon Cooks? He fell under the, the Cooks spell. He's been traded now, like, what, four times? Once Dude. to the Patriots, once Dude. to the Rams, now you, to the Texans. You kind of had that in Fuller, even though Fuller can't stay healthy. But you had that in your own guy. You needed a radius guy. Like, that's the crazy. You needed a radius guy. If Fuller, if you're going to bake on Fuller being healthy and Kenny Stills being out there, another guy that's fast, you needed a catch radius guy. All right? And you went out there and got a, a non-catch. You got a speed merchant. And Brandon Cooks, like you said, has been traded. to like It's like we went a little bit from you see what, what the Saints did to the Patriots did to what the Rams did. And, again, if anybody – and the Rams paid them, but they put true value on them, teams will be moving this kid around like that. I'm not trying to diss them, but I'm just trying to say that they he's not someone that he's a deal-breaker because if he was, people wouldn't be letting him go like that. And on the football field, David Johnson is Ray Rison. Like, he is steadily getting bad, bad, bad after all those carries in college. He's beat, he's beat, on oh. the field. Okay. Man, the make field. sure you point that out. Don't I that did. Point. I said on the field. Oh, my Partial goodness. hearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So offended. Oh. My oh God. Yeah, but you're saying he's lost it. And I mean, he's. he's yeah, he, he's losing that. He Like the tread is is falling off the tire like you're on the highway and you see that tread. The tread right there. Tick, 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 tick. The crazy thing is, how do you lose the tread when you. It, it, initially, it was his hand that was acting up. You know what I'm saying? It makes. It's kind of. And I said this to you, I think about Khalil, not Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan. Sometimes, man, if you ever, again, if you ever been in a car accident, and when you cross, especially if it wasn't your fault and it was just you going through two intersections, somebody went through that intersection, like yesterday, I was driving up uh, Constance, and I was getting, I was on like 91st at a stop sign. And I was at the stop sign, stopped, I was about to go through, and the corner of my eye, I saw something moving. I hit the brakes. It's some girl flying down the side street, um, and she was going through stop signs. 
she she wouldn't have been able to stop from hitting me. She basically had to just pull over. She didn't pull over. She just linked over towards the curb. So like if I would have came out, she was trying to kind of go like that. But she was going too fast to not hit me. She would have. She was going to t-bone me, right? Um, and it, it's, that's basically the epitome of what you're getting as far as somebody that's just you know. That I'm trying to say as far as if you ever been in an accident. You stop at every stop sign and you stop at intersections, even if there's no light at intersections, because you're fearful of it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've been in accidents and I had people tell me, I had a, a friend of mine, she was like, you know, when you, for the accident, you used to drive, you, you start slowing down. And I did because I was, it wasn't my fault, even though I was going fast. Uh, this car had just went, this, this dude just went straight through the stoplight and I hit him. And it took me a while before I was able to drive free again. And again, I, I clearly that's not what's happening with David Johnson because it's been years since he was injured. But I do wonder if that's had something to do with Danny Trevathan, but it shouldn't because we really look at Danny Trevathan as being his legs, but he's, he still may have some apprehension from what happened to his arm. That's the only point I want to point out. But back to David Johnson, um, he's just, he's, he, listen, he's not the player he was when we looked at him as being one of the top three all-around running backs, and he's definitely not a player that should have been involved in any trade with DeAndre Hopkins where there wasn't a plentiful draft capital going back to Bill O'Brien and the Texans. The fact that Bill O'Brien and the Texans didn't come up with, like, the fact that he didn't replace the draft picks that he had, or some of them, that he had to give up for Larry Tunsil and uh, Kenny Stills, just shows you the ineptitude of Bill O'Brien. And I'm going to whip that Bill O'Brien ass as long as I can because he's wasting. Yeah, it's too bad it's coming to an end. It, it is, but we're going to see it because Deshaun Watson's career isn't going to be what it should be because he's getting his ass beat. I mean, we even see what that run he had for, like, eight yards, even though he, he, he threw, like, three dudes off, three defensive linemen off of him and cut it up to the sideline, and he's getting his ass beat. He already blew his ACL out. And I think he blew, he blew out in college, too, and in the pros, or did he just blow out in the pros? It's at least one in college, one yeah, in the pros. I think he's had three ACLs, though, to be and completely so, honest. So you you wasted – he's wasted this talent. And I feel like when we look towards the lean years of Deshaun Watson, we can look back to these years with Bill O'Brien letting this kid get his ass beat because he had no uh, – to protect him from playing Sandlot, uh, Ben Roethlisberger football with a slim physique, even though that boy is tough as nails. Well, you know what that makes Bill O'Brien? He's officially the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. Yeah, he's the mistletoe. Ooh, and you love to kiss that. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to try to give you a... Kiss him goodbye. Our Monday morning quarterbacks. And breakdowns of a few games uh, moving forward. Hopefully you enjoyed this. You got anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, it'll be very interesting to hear our breakdowns. So you better not miss Bears Buccaneers on that Davis show. All right. So uh, definitely we're going to hit you up. You want to drop something on Wednesday to preview that game. Also bring other sports topics. Maybe something outside of sports since it's only getting down to football here in Chicago. There's still the MLB going on. There's still the finals, even though yeah, I know Jimmy scored 40 with a triple-double, but that's LeBron's title. They're going to win it. Uh, and with baseball, we still hurt here in the city, man. It's going to take me a few more days before I can just watch baseball without thinking about uh, our squads here in Chicago getting, getting tossed out like with the baby in the bathwater. Uh, but hey, at least your future is bright. I don't know what's going on there. If I had some shades right here, I would have that I needed to wear shades. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to give it to you. Also, we're going to be back. 
with the Flipping Francis weekend. We know it's been a couple of weeks, uh, so we're going to hit you with some of those uh, salacious topics and a lot of levity. To, uh, you know, keep supporting us, and we hopefully keep bringing you a little bit of insight and a little bit of fun on that Davis show and also on Flipping Friends. And uh, always uh, stay safe in this environment because if everybody at the White House can get it, you know you can get it. That's it. <laughs>